A reading from the book of Hebrews. It was by faith that Abraham, when put to the test, offered up Isaac. He offered to sacrifice his only son, even though he had yet to receive what had been promised. And he had been told, Isaac is the one through whom your name will be carried on. He was confident that God had power even to raise the dead. And so figuratively speaking, speaking, he was given back Isaac from the dead. A reading from Genesis. It happened sometime later that God put Abraham to the test. Abraham, Abraham, he called. Here I am, he replied. God said, take your son, your only son, your beloved Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah, where you are to offer him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall point out to you. Early next morning, Abraham saddled his donkey and took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. He chopped wood for the burnt offering and started on his journey to the place which God had indicated to him. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Then Abraham said to his servants, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I are going over there. We shall worship and then come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering, loaded it on Isaac, and carried in his own hands the fire and the knife. Then the two of them set out together. Isaac spoke to his father, Abraham. Father, he said. Yes, my son, he replied. Look, he said, here are the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham replied, my son, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. And the two of them went on together. When they arrived at the place which God had indicated to him, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood. Then he bound his son and put him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. But the angel of Yahweh called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, he said. Here I am, he replied. Do not raise your hand against the boy, the angel said. Do not harm him, for now I know you fear God. You have not refused me, your, your own beloved son. Then looking up, Abraham saw a ram caught by its horns in a bush. Abraham took the ram and offered it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham called this place Yahweh Provides, and hence the saying today, on the mountain, Yahweh Provides. The angel of Yahweh called Abraham a second time from heaven. I swear by my own self, Yahweh declares, that because you have done this, because you have not refused me your own beloved son, I will shower blessings on you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven and the grains of sand on the seashore. Your descendants will gain possession of the gates of their enemies. All nations on earth will, be bless, will bless themselves by your descendants because you have obeyed my command. Abraham went back to his servants, and together they set out for Beersheba, and Abraham settled there. This is the word of the Lord. Walt Stack died at the age of 87. Walt first got into shape working as a hod carrier, ferrying supplies to bricklayers and stonemasons. But at the age of 57, he decided that eight daily hours of hard labor wasn't enough so he ran the first of what would eventually be some 62,000 miles. 
Every day for 27 years until sidelined by failing health, Stack would set out on his bike, ride the six hilly miles from his house to Fisherman's Wharf. There he'd strip off his shirt and run over the Golden Gate Bridge to Sausalito and back some 17 miles. Next he would jump into the bay near Alcatraz Island for a one-mile swim in choppy water that he said was colder than a landlord's heart. I first saw Walt many years ago in a Nike commercial. In the commercial, he's running across the Golden Gate Bridge without a shirt, bare-chested, his breath visible in the brisk air. In a voiceover, Walter says, people ask me how I keep my teeth from chattering in the winter. I just leave them in my locker. (laughs) Do it. Just do it, is the tagline for Nike. Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Lord, here I am. Take your son, your only son. Which which son, God? I have have two, the only son of Hagar, Ishmael, and the only son of Sarah, Isaac. Remember that when Abraham and Sarah are old enough to be great-grandparents, Sarah gives birth to their son, Isaac, which in Hebrew means laughter, the apple of their eye. Take Isaac. Oh, the one of the promise. Yes, him. And I want you to take him, take him to Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I will show you. You know, it's one thing to head out on an, on an adventure to only God knows where. But give up your son. At this point, we know that the story is going to be much different, don't we? This is not a story about cheap, shallow, easy religion. Like so much in our own time that passes for faith. No, this story will lead us into the costly, costly depths of faith. Into which many, if not most of us, are very hesitant to plunge. We want to forget and gloss over Jesus' words found in Luke's gospel. Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even life itself cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. I have to be the most important thing in life, bar none. Following me has got to be the most important, more important than anything else on the face of the earth for you. If I had been in Abraham's shoes, I might have slept in that morning. More likely, I probably wouldn't have slept at all. But Abraham evidently understands it's time to step up and just do it. Verse 5, 
takes a lot of faith. Then Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Hmm. So early, probably before dawn, we see the old man out cutting wood, loading up the donkey, calling out for two of his most trusted servants, rousting little Isaac out of bed, and off they go. It's no short trip. It takes two days plus to get there. And on the third day, he sees it from a distance. He sees the place, and they stop, and then just the two of them, father and son, walk together, Isaac carrying the wood, Abraham, the fire and the knife. The two, the father who loves his son more than life itself. Father, father, I I see that you have fire and wood. Where's the lamb? How would you answer? How would you? God will provide the offering. God will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, son. Just do it, Abraham. And so he keeps moving forward. Abraham is choosing to trust in the faithfulness and goodness of God even when the circumstances seem to contradict it. I must confess that I have a lot of questions about this story, perhaps more questions than answers. But obviously, Abraham has put his faith, his trust, and yea, even the life of his only son by Sarah into the hands of God. So they arrive, prepare the altar. Abraham ties Isaac up and places him on the altar. Can you imagine what might have been going through Isaac's mind? Do you think that some of Isaac's struggles with family later on might find their genesis here? How would that scar that little boy? You see, I have lots of questions about this, and I think it's okay. Abraham raises the knife to kill. But just before the knife drops, an angel of the Lord stops him. And the Lord provides a ram caught in the bushes. Abraham calls the place the Lord will provide. It ends with a reaffirmation of the promise because Abraham does not place his faith in the blessing itself, but rather in the giver of the promise and the blessing. His faith is not in the offspring at his side, even though it's the child of the promise, but rather in the promiser. He doesn't cling to the gift, but rather he returns it to the giver. Grace is free, but mature grace faith is costly. Although God's love is simple, living it is never easy. 
Although the journey of faith is full of great surprise, joyful surprise, it's also filled with sacrifice. Just do it. Step out in faith. And Abraham does. Do we? Do you? Abraham, somewhere deep down, knows that without God's love and company, life would be so empty and barbaric that it almost wouldn't matter whether his son was alive or not. And so he makes the leap of faith with fear and trembling. Let me ask you this, does McLean Baptist Church this morning stand on a Moriah of its own, facing an unknown future, and you're not sure what's up ahead. Will God provide? Certainly it's an unknown future. If Abraham is willing to step out in this incredible act of faith, what little things can you do as the people of God corporately and individually to indicate your faithfulness? Perhaps to trust and pray for your pastor search committee and have patience with them that they will listen to God and God will lead them to the person to lead you into the future that God has for you. Are you ready to just do it, step out, and be faithful in your financial support of the ministries of this church? The good news is that as of last Sunday, giving to the Lord through the budget it's over $8,000 ahead of last year. It's not much, but it's better than being $8,000 behind, right? Where you were last year. Your new pastor and staff need a solid financial foundation to help grow the ministries of this church. The capacity is here. There's work to do. There's a need for faithful people willing to just do it. Perhaps you need to step out in faith and let go of an old hurt, an old issue that's hurting you more than it's hurting anybody else. Perhaps it's an old hurt that's hurting those whom you love. Just do it. Step out in faith and let it go. Are you willing to step out and be faithful by giving of yourself in service? The nominating committee is working to find persons with the right gifts for the right ministry. Are you willing? Is something holding you back? Are you afraid? Are you apathetic? I've done my turn. Let somebody else do it. Something. Is something holding you back? To step out in faith and walk up the mountain trusting God. For goodness sakes, look at Abraham, willing to give the son of the promise. Some of us aren't willing to give a few hours a week or a month or willing to tithe. We fail the Luke test about following Jesus. Yes, I believe God will provide, but we've got to step out in faith 
and risk something of value, perhaps someone of value, for the cause of Christ and God's kingdom work, unless and until the members of McLean Baptist Church are willing to do that, she will never realize her potential in God's kingdom. And I think this morning God is just saying to you, to me, do it. Just do it. Are you listening? And if you are, will you do it? Amen.